Okay, today's Mesila Yisharim is dedicated to the Fu'ah Shlema, Yitzhak and Salha, Bezrat Hashem and the Zechut of the Torah and the Tzedakah. It should be Zochet to the Fu'ah Shlema Bekarov. Okay, so now we are about to begin the 21st parak of Mesila Yishar, parak Chafalov. And that is Bedarke Kniya Sachasidus. So this is the last chapter of Hasidus before we go into a very, very deep concept called Anova. We'll get to that. But in this last chapter of Hasidus, we're going to learn a lot about the fundamentals of Avodah Hashem and try to understand them in a very practical way. Yiras Hashem, Avas Hashem, and Bitachon. So this is a big topic. Bitachon is a big topic. It's coming up. Now, just to quickly recap, we know that the general idea behind Chasidus is to try to understand through the commandments of the Torah, the Ratzon Hashem, the will of Hashem. And by understanding the will of Hashem, the Hasid wants to go above and beyond the letter of the law in order to do the will of Hashem. He understands the will of Hashem through the commandments of the Torah. Okay? And there's obviously a lot of facets and a lot of parts to Hasidus, whether it's the Sur Merachelik, which was precious, understanding that Hashem wants us to stay away from Ta'avot and Kavod, which is the source of all sins. So therefore, once you get that idea that that's Hashem's will, so you have to be creative in that area to create fences for yourself, whether it's in the Asetov and in the Kavanot, person's intention behind his Avayis Hashem. And not only behind his Avayis Hashem, like we said, a big thing in Hasidus we learned was that a Hasid always focuses on the outcome of his actions. He wants to produce with the outcome of his actions, Kavot Shamayim, Ratzon Hashem, right? He's very focused on the producing with the outcome of his mindset, right? Therefore, the parasha of Hasidus is also connected to Gashmias, meaning in the Taryag Mitzvahs, we're doing spiritual things. We're being Isaac in mitzvahs, right? So it's strictly uh, connected with Maisa HaMitzvot. But since the Chosid is trying to do the Ratzon Hashem, but more than just the Ratzon Hashem, he wants a certain outcome to come out in the world. That's part of the Ratzon Hashem. Part of the Ratzon Hashem is that there should be Kiddush Hashem in the world. There should be Kavot Shamayim in the world. There's an agenda there. There's Hashem's agenda in the Bria. So being you're a chassid and you get the gist of what Hashem's agenda is in the Bria, you want to facilitate that. Since that's the case, that's why chassidus can apply to eating and drinking and getting married and going to work. Because now I eat with a certain intention. As opposed to eating for taiva. I eat for a reason now. I get married for a reason. When I go to work, I see workforce as a place that I can bring out masa umatan be'emuna. I can do things. 
and Avodas Hashem. Right? So therefore, Chasidus extends itself not only to actions of mitzvot, it extends itself to an entire essence and being and your daily life and your family life and your business life. It really encompasses the entire human being. That's the amazing thing about Hasidus, okay? Now a big foundation of Hasidus is the love of Hashem. Because why would I want to do the will of Hashem more than what He commanded me? Is if I perceive the relationship between me and Hashem is like an avun ben. As opposed to only a melech and an eved. So if the person is just an eved, which is a necessary step in Avodah, which we're going to talk about, which is really the very deep understanding behind Yirat Hashem, which we'll discuss. That's step number one. But then there's a step number two, and that's Ahavat Hashem. Ahavat Hashem is, makes me want to do more. You follow? So we're going to learn about all these things again. Obviously, it keeps coming around. But in this last parak certain fundamentals are going to emerge that we didn't really bring it out in these light 100%. Okay? So let's begin. 21st parak. Hine mema sheyo'il harbe What is the necessary means that helps a human being achieve this great achievement called chasidus? Who? Godel ha'estaklus v'roiv ha'ezboinenus. So this takes something that, unfortunately today, is a great challenge for the average human being. Is to first of all carve out time from our busy lives that we don't stop doing things. And take that time to think and to focus and to concentrate until those thoughts are able to stir certain feelings in the human being. Now that's a very complicated thing. Okay? You're listening to me, Henry? Shema. And Avodah Hashem works very different than the way our uh, emotions get stirred in Gashmias. Okay? In the materialistic world, you don't have to think. If you see a nice car, you want it. Right? You have your emotions and your ritzonot. Get excited without using the process of brains. Without thinking. Right? However, in the spiritual world, Yiras Hashem, which is an emotion, it's an emotion of the body. Right? We say, Yirat Hashem al penechem, on your face. Yiras Hashem is a body thing. Okay? Avas Hashem is an emotion that's coming from your body, and therefore it's making reactions in your body. This we have to get very clear. Very clear. Because people think spirituality is something of the mind. It's not. I'm going to tell you where the mind comes in. But spirituality has to go down into the person. To the seat of all your emotions and feelings. And ultimately it has to manifest itself in the doing. And the only way it can manifest itself in the doing is if you got it into the body. You understand? That's the tricky part of Avoidus Hashem. 
But the only way to open up those emotions and feelings is, are you being distracted in the, in the sano? Okay? The only way, should I kill it on your back? The only <laughs> way to, uh, to, to, to open the reservoir of the tremendous amount of feelings and emotions that we have built within us is from, starting from the brain. You understand? So that's what he's saying. You need a tremendous amount of contemplation and thinking into things deeply. And, and, and a tremendous amount of his boininus. What does that do for me? By opening up the mind, the thinking mind, it allows me to open up the feelings of Yerushalayim and Abbas Hashem. So that's a work. It's not going to come to you naturally if you don't work. Especially, just to make life a little bit more complicated, is when our eyes perceive the natural world in front of us, the world as it stands, the world is called olam. Olam means, it comes from the word ne'ilam. You know what ne'ilam means? Ne'ilam means hidden. So the world of teva, to some degree, if you don't see deeper, is a barrier between us and Hashem. Okay? So I see the materialistic world and how it runs, and I see the Sibo Mesuvav of Teva, the outer layer. And therefore, it's hard for me to think deeper than what I see with my eyes. And if I don't have the time, the energy, the Menuchas Hanefesh to think, I can never reach levels of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Problem. We'll see in a minute, hopefully we'll get to it today, that you cannot, a person, not you, a person, cannot reach any heights in Havaydas Hashem if he doesn't contemplate about the Rabbinishal Eilam. That's like an olive base in Havayda. You got it? That's the olive base in Havayda. Rabbi Levi, good morning. That's the olive base of Havayda. Is that the Rabbi Shalom has to be in the picture. If he's not in the picture, I can't get anywhere. Yeah. So now, what do we do in the United States of America where we have this problem? Because no one can think for 10 minutes. You understand? This is a problem. So we have to figure out how to deal with that problem. Maybe we have to learn how to daven and think at least during davening because that's the time that you're thinking anyway. You're supposed to be thinking. So you're not supposed to be on your phone or whatever, doing whatever you're doing. So if we could learn how to create a space in our brain and, and be able to zone in at least for that half hour, 20 minutes of it, whatever it is, it's unbelievably necessary. Okay, I'm going to show you all this stuff. I want to tell you over at Rambam, which I think is very fundamental. Okay? You're listening? Before I get to Messiah Sashon, because this Rambam is pre-Messiah Sashon. The Messiah Sashon is going to talk about Yirat Romemut. You know what Yirat Romemut means? You're in awe of the exaltedness of Hashem. Which means, a person who thinks about Hashem, 
and how great he is. And then he thinks about how small and how little a human being is. So he becomes in awe. He's mocking, that's a big level, right? Let's, let's go to the earlier level. Smaller level, okay? The smallest level of Yirat Shamayim. Let's try to discuss that and build the Yasoid, okay? Levi, listening. What's the smallest, smallest level of Yirat Shamayim? That's called Yirat Ha'onesh. He has to believe in the year, in the Schar Va'onesh system of Hashem. I'm trying to masber, okay? So that's the smallest. The Rambam's, the, the Ramchal says that that's like for the, it's an easy level to obtain, even for young people. Even for women. Who are not studying the deep, intricate parts of the Torah. They could have Yeras Oynish. So it means it's accessible. Okay? But I want to read you what the Rambam says in Sefer HaMitzvah. So this is one of the Taryagi Mitzvot. One of the 613 Mitzvahs. This is the fourth Mitzvat Aseh in the Torah. Number four. Got it? This is the Rambam. Ba'amitzvah reviyasi shetzivanu laha'amin yirato yit'aleh velihipahed mimeni Wild words, first of all. Two big things the Ram just said. First of all, he attaches emuna, which I'm going to explain to you in a minute. He attaches emuna to yira. Right? Simply, emuna is one thing. Yira is something else. That's not what the Rambam says now. The Rambam says you have to believe in something to have yira. Which I'm going to explain that. And then he says, the, the emuna, which is leading to yira, which is yiras oinish, as he explains very clearly, about nira bi yiras oinshoi bechol eis, vehu omroi es hashem that's the pasuk in the Torah, which is the source that we have to feel the yiras oinish constantly, right? And if a person doesn't have yira, you see, when the fact that yira is built on emuna, the Ram says he's a koifer. Why is he a koifer? If you don't have yira, why are you a koifer? Because you're a koifer because you're not believing in the emuna of scharva oinish. Which I'm going to explain you everything. It's a very deep rambam. So if you're not believing in scharva oinish, mainly you're not having yira. So a guy doesn't have yira means he's a koifer, the rambam says. It's a big chidushim from the rambam. Okay? Now let me try to explain it to you. Because most people don't think like this. If let's say you have a cell phone, yeah? And in your cell phone you can get around the filters and all this kind of zakhin, or you don't have filters, right? So what do you normally, what do you need to be able to be a defense for you not to do that, right? That has to be Yiras Oynish. It has to be real by you that Hashem is watching you, He can see what you're doing, and He will you'll be punished for it, right? So that's Yiras Oynish. So it's built on a certain emuna. That Hashem is watching, sees what you're doing, and He's working with you accordingly, right? That's a certain emuna. You have to have that emuna so clear that it creates Yiras Oynish, okay? But I want to explain it because it's very deep. Moishi, what do you think this is? Benazvanim. Now listen good. This is very important. We need to know this. Because without this basic level of emuna and the basic level of Yerushalayim, a person has not begun the ball game of avoid. Okay? Now, the problem with 
Yira and Emunah I'm going to explain to you, okay? Step one. Let's go slow. You listening to Grazi? Step one. Why is it so hard to have Emunah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is number one watching everything you do? Okay? Just because he's watching, it doesn't mean he's going to clip you for everything you do. He understands your level. Obviously, we'll get to that. But he's involved with you. He's totally involved with you personally. And therefore, every step of your life is designed around you. What's going to help you get better? What's going to, whether it's chizik, whether it's an onesh, whatever it is. Hashem is one billion percent revolved around you. That means, in a certain way, you taking the first step in the dance, so to speak. Okay? And therefore, Hashem is working with you. With you personally. Not with Jewish people in general. With you personally. You have a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He has a personal interest in you. That's emuna. That's a basic step of emuna. Now, there's a deeper step to that. Listening? You gotta get this clear. Leave it. You have to get this clear. Space it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in Moshe Levi. Could you believe it? He likes you. He's interested in you. And he's following every move you make. Now. Let's get it a little clearer. What's the reason for that? The reason for that is because you came here to this world. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, invested in you. Invested in you. Because... There is a job that needs to be done in the world. And Hashem brings into the world shluchim. He brings into the world avodim. To do the job of Hashem in the world. So you have a purpose. Not just a purpose. A very important job. It's a very important job. That cannot be replaced by another human being. It's a very important job. So now, and a lot is riding on you. And dependent on you. Dependent on you. Got it? So now, try to look at it like this. If let's say you go work for a company. And they give you a job. That if you are doing your job properly, you are making the company millions. If you are slacking in your job, not only are you not making the company millions. You're making the company lose millions. That means you have to make big decisions. And if the guy is drinking on the job, or he's going to clubs and partying, or he's using company money to give himself time and he doesn't have the interest of the company in mind, he's a destructive person, right? So his being extremely careful and vigilant and focused, that era of making a mistake, right? That's called, you can use these terms, it's Yiras Achrayas. You have big Achrayas. So a person who has big responsibility understands that. When you get married and you have children, you have Achrayas to them. Which causes you to be careful not to make mistakes. Right? So it's, so let's look at Yiras Oynish like this. Yiras Oynish like this could be a very empowering thing. People get scared of it so they run away from it, but in a certain way it's empowering. Because it's built on the basic emunah. The basic emunah is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for your good, 
put you into this world and gave you responsibility. Being responsible for something is healthy. He gave you responsibility. And he made you needed. You're a needed person. We are dependent upon you and your behavior. However, that creates a certain achrayas. And therefore, the year of Oynish is built around achrayas. Okay? So this is a very important in Emuna. Because Emuna says that this is what is happening here. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is thinking about you personally because you personally have something in the world that no one has. You have Achrayas that somebody doesn't have. Only you. Right? That's Emuna. That's what the Rambam is saying. The Rambam says you have to have... Emuna brings to what? Eva. Emuna brings to Eva. That's the step number one. You follow what I'm saying? Emuna brings to Eva. Now... Without Yira, you don't have any avoid. Zero. Zero. Sigamora, in two places, in Shabbos and Yuma. Without Yira, you don't have any avoid. Because the point of Yira is, since I understand I have an Achrayas, I have a responsibility, so now I have to go into the Torah to find my responsibility and how to do my job correctly. Yes? So what's my motivation for learning? Yira is my motivation for learning. You follow? So the step process of growth. Emuna, number one. Emuna is the background. It's the foundation work. Which creates another layer in your foundation called Yira. Which we could say it in different words. The different words, we're going to use different words so you can chape. You are obligated. You are a nivra. You are created with a purpose. And that creates an obligation. Creates an achrayas. An achrayas comes with consequences. There is consequences in your actions. That's like a bedrock behind all avoid. From here it begins. From here it starts. Okay? So we have many different challenges that stand in the way of that. Why a person wants to ignore that. Okay? But one of the things, and this is something that we struggle with a lot in this world, one of the things is called, in the world of Emuna and Yira, life is not predictable. Do you understand that? Because if I'm working with Hashkacha Pratis, right? So now nothing is predictable. Tomorrow things could change. There's no control. And you're not, your life is not predictable, right? So let's say, this is Rabbeinu Bahaya says, Rabbeinu Bahaya says this, why the Jewish people got, had a challenge with the money, right? Because the Goyim, their parnasa is stable. It works with the Chukia Teva. So it's a stable parnasa. A Jewish person, if today I'm a good boy, Hashem will give me what to eat. If tomorrow I'm not such a good boy, Hashem may make it hard for me to eat. You follow? If I'm forgetting about Hashem tomorrow, He may have to remind me by making it difficult and challenging for me to have parnosa. So my life is not predictable. And I'm not in control of it in the sense 
that HaKadosh Baruch is dealing with me the way he wants to deal with me. So he's in control, I'm not in control, right? So what is the deep point of technology? You listening? Technology is trying to remove Rabbi Shalom from the prayer and give control to the human. You that? It's a very deep thing in technology. Technology, if you go, if you, let's say you're a businessman, right? Every uh, business course you're going to take, every seminar you're going to go to, anything they're going to tell you is they're going to try to give you the, the skills and the kalim where you can control the outcome of your panasa. Understand? And the more technology becomes sophisticated, then the more control you have. And that's very challenging for a, for a Jew, for a from Jew. Because on one hand, you have to do a shtablis, which we're going to talk about betachan later. But on one hand, you have to do a shtablis. But on the other hand, when you get educated on how to do a shtablis, and you're hearing perspectives from the world, what you're really hearing is about control. And the more you feel that you have control, and the more well-trained you are, and the more sophisticated your approach to business is, the less you feel the need to daven. And if you're going to hear a shear on how you have zero control, then a person could go into panic. Okay? Now here's a deep thing, if you want to hear something deep early in the morning. So why in the generation of technology, which gives us tremendous amount of control in so many different areas, Okay, and the world believes the more you have technology, the safer you are, the more in control you are, the more in control you are of the quality of life. So if that's true, why in this generation do you have the most anxiety? It should be the opposite. It should be that if you live with Emun and Betochen and your life is not predictable, then you should be having anxiety. Not Menuchas HaNefesh. But if you live with technology, you should have Menuchas HaNefesh. But it's the opposite. Why is that? Because if I was trained to think that I have to be in my control and my life has to be predictable and my ritzonot are in my hand to reach, so I put a tremendous pressure on me, right? And then after all the PR that I was told about this, if I look deep into the world, I see that the world is still not predictable. At the end, it's still not predictable because Hashem runs the world. So now I panic. That's why I have anxiety. However, if I go in the world of Yiro and Ashkacha Protis, so then whose hands am I in? It comes hand in hand with Betachem. I'm with the Ebisht. So therefore there's no reason to be nervous. I have a Christ. I have responsibility. I gotta do my job. But I'm, it's all coming out of the Chesed and working with Hashem. And if I could speak to Him when I got an issue. I don't have to be nervous and I'm not in control of the outcomes. You follow? It's a very deep thing. We're going to expound it over the next few vaden, hopefully. Even though we're probably away, but we'll try to do something out in Arizona with the oilum. This is very deep stuff. You have to know these things. You can go through, people go through their whole life in yeshiva or in general and they don't know olive base about avayda. And they don't understand the challenges that society is putting in front of them for avayda. Follow? Because the culture of society is something that is engendering anxiety. It's making anxiety. It's creating anxiety. 
So we have to know how to deal with that and pull back. Because this is a hakdama to the 21st parak. Because the 21st parak says that Avaidus Hashem is going to be built on Avas Hashem, Yiris Hashem, and Bitochen. So if we can't get that, we can't get to first base. You got it? We'll stop here for today.